Welcome to the Rethink Your Lifestyle podcast. I'm your host, Michelle Boyd-Waters. This is the 20th episode of our podcast, and in honor of my 20-plus years as a business owner of one sort or another, I have interviewed a longtime mentor, Alice Seba. I'll mention this in our interview, but Alice is someone who I've watched start, grow, and adjust businesses for two decades. She's truly a pioneer in sustainable e-commerce. If you're wanting to start an online career, if you're wanting a lifestyle that enables you to build the business you want, then Alice is one of the people you need to listen to. I discovered her through a parenting message board back in 2003 and followed her to Kelly McCausey's websites. You may remember Kelly from episode 17 where I interviewed her and talked about being a founding member of the Mom Masterminds group that she started with Alice. Did I mention Alice also sponsored her early podcast, Wham Talk Radio? Maybe, maybe not. Anyway, I've made internet friendships that have lasted to this day through the communities they've built. Cindy Bedar, who I also interviewed in episode 15, is another member of that early community. I know that if I'm not sure what to do, they have something that can help me learn, grow, and serve you. Alice, in particular, has the scoop on how to build a sustainable business, particularly if you're an introvert who loves writing and prefers a schedule that doesn't require you to be at specific places at specific times all of the time. Learn how she's done this after these messages. Are you ready to take control of your life? Then you've come to the right place. The Rethink Your Lifestyle podcast is here to help entrepreneurs like you start, grow, and scale the online business you love. Join host Michelle Waters as she shares her journey from the classroom to the freedom of being her own boss. She'll interview inspiring entrepreneurs and share tips and insights along the way. All right, without any further ado, let's get this show started. Wouldn't it be great if you could give yourself a thriving business for Christmas? One of the most important secrets to running an online business is that you don't have to do everything all by yourself. This is true whether you're providing services, physical or digital products, or online content. Long before I became a teacher, I networked with internet marketers who taught me just about everything I know and still use today to provide quality products, services, and customer support. One example is Alice Seba. I met her through Mom Masterminds and she is still in business 20 plus years later. Alice has always been known for teaching people-first marketing and kill your competitors with kindness. That means putting the people you're serving before the money by giving them what they need to succeed. I'm telling you all of this because I want to share with you what Alice is working on now. She creates done-for-you printables that you can resell on your website. If you're looking for an easy way to start an online business and want to be up and running in time for the holidays, you can pick up her Christmas and the Holidays kit that includes 10 product templates. Think t-shirts, mugs, notebooks, stickers. 10 coloring pages, a 100-page done-for-you journal, a holiday planner, and more. This kit is what is called PLR, or private label rights. That means you have a commercial license to the templates and graphics to use as is, or modify to sell or give away to your customers. Not sure how you can use these in your business? Here are some ideas. Create quick printables like journals, coloring books, card decks, planners, and sell them on your website or in an Etsy store. Sell merchandise like t-shirts, mugs, phone cases, and more. Sell instant books with the done-for-you journals and ready-to-publish planners. You can still use Alice's e-kits even if you already have a business selling other things. Use the journal and planner as valuable extras to an informative webinar or class on achieving goals and finding success. Create awesome and easy gifts to ship to your very best clients. Create fun swag to promote your brand instead of the usual boring corporate stuff. Grow your list by giving away this content. The coloring pages and planner pages are perfect for this. 
create instant social media content to schedule for a long time to come. Use the cards and product templates as eye-catching and inspiring updates. Inspire and entertain your audience with fun and uplifting designs. Alice also published a very informative blog post with tons of ideas on using this e-kit to cash in on the holidays. Her helpful information makes it easier to implement all the content you'll get in the e-kit. Check out how to profit this holiday season using done-for-you commercial-use Christmas PLR content at rethinkyourlifestyle.com slash holiday PLR profits. Welcome back to the Rethink Your Lifestyle podcast. I'm your host, Michelle Boyd-Waters, and today I am super nervous, not that I'm not any other time, but definitely super nervous today because I have um, Alice Siva with me, and while I'm sure Alice is a very nice person, um, she must be, obviously, but um, I've known her online, uh, or watched her from afar online, I should say, for about 20 years, and I, she's somebody who I have learned so much from in terms of how I want to run a business that is ethically and morally the right thing to do. And also the strategies needed to run a business for, you know, two decades now. And I'm just, again, super excited and totally nervous because if 20 years ago somebody had said, hey, you're going to have Alice Siva on your podcast, I would not believe them. So after all of that, welcome to my podcast. <laughs> well, thank you so much for having me. And now I'm really nervous because I, I hope I can live up to this. <laughs> uh, you've been living <laughs> up to this for like 20 years. So. <laughs> <laughs> so I would love to hear kind of, well, the people that I'm talking to, my community, um, they are English teachers and probably some other teachers as well who are entrepreneurs and or want to be entrepreneurs anyway and trying to figure out just you know how do I start my own business or how do I transition from being um, a part-time business owner to a full-time business owner and you know I, I see people that are kind of struggling to figure out what to do and I'm like you know they need to hear what Alice has to say because Alice knows what to do so uh-huh. if you can kind of just Yes. So if you can kind of tell us a a little bit about who you are so that uh, they can understand who you are. Oh, sure. Well, coincidentally, you know, (laughs) English was my subject at school going way back then. And I I did want to be a a fiction book author or a, well, and probably a teacher. Mm -hmm. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, <laughs> but those things didn't happen. I did go to university. Somehow I ended up having a history and an archaeology degree, nothing to do oh, with wow. English. Don't remember <laughs> why that happened. And, you know, had this education, these these research and writing skills, but didn't know, you know, what to do with that exactly. Right. It wasn't right. really career ready. I mean, I still could have, after the history degree, chosen to become a teacher. But I guess I did decide it, just not in the traditional way. And so, you know, I was off uh, work with my first baby and just thinking, like, how, what can I do to, you know, have an income from home, avoid going back to work (laughs) at all costs. And I discovered that I guess I essentially became a teacher on the internet, teaching the things that I wanted to teach, right? Absolutely. Yeah. So, So... yeah, what ahead. was your first business? The first business was actually, you know, thinking the traditional, this is 2002. Yes, because mm-hmm. it's 2022 now. 
<laughs> 2002. So, you know, the traditional route, there was some internet stuff going on, but not a whole lot. You know, some people were doing things there, but it's not like it is today. Um, and so I was going the traditional new mom route and going into the, the, um, the direct sales route, you know, the Tupperware mm-hmm. and stuff. And I chose Usborne books, which is kids yep. books, also educational kind of stuff. Yep, absolutely. Um, and I hated it <laughs> <laughs> because I was going, I, I wanted to be at home. I wanted to sell yep. things on the internet, perhaps yep. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> not have to go places. People are like this Osborne books things. It's an at home business. It's no, it's not. You have to go out <laughs> to people's houses. You have to force yeah. these people to agree to have parties for you. And it was like, totally not for me. So then yeah, I, from there, I went to the internet asking, you know, can you run a full-time online business? And everyone's like, no, 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 you can't. You can supplement your income. <laughs> and a lot of them were direct sales. There were some moms as well that I was talking to. They yep. were saying, you know, you could supplement it. And I'm like, no, I know I can do this. Yep. So what I did also in conjunction with that was actually take other moms on the journey with me to, I learned how to <laughs> start an <laughs> online business, but at the same time taught moms and and other women to start an online business at the same time so kind of just perfected that not perfected but you know (laughs) figured out that internet marketing thing and and spread the word so that was kind of the beginning of the business all the business (laughs) yes yes and I think I first discovered you for you know my own learning and my own journey because mine sounds a lot like yours I was working I had a journalism degree I was working I tell I've told students before that I knew I wanted to be a teacher when I was seven but I forgot for 30 years so along the way to becoming a teacher um, I was a newspaper reporter and then I had kids and then um, I realized that I didn't want to go back to journalism and so I started an online business and as part of that process I discovered and I think it was internet-based moms Mm mm-hmm Yep. Yep. And from there, it was Mom Masterminds, which you did with Kelly McCausey, who's already been a guest on our podcast. So I'm just kind of getting everybody. (laughs) Yes. Kelly is wonderful. Yes. Yes, she is. And she is also somebody that I've learned so much from. But one of the things that really has stood out to me is that, you know, you you talked about being into writing, which, you know, writing a fiction book is also something that I've always wanted to do. But you've taken that writing skill that you have and used it to run your business, to provide for other people as part of your business. Can you kind of talk to me a little bit about how that looked for you? Yeah. So way back when, too, it was I also, too earn an income like you know for a lot of people coming online they can I mean you can come and sell products but one of the easiest ways is to turn the skills that you have into a service right so I actually worked as a content writer and copywriter for other online business owners so I got clients I got experience that way and learned stuff that I could use in my own business as well so in part it was a service so Mm -hmm. I went from writing poetry and short stories. I never became a book author because <laughs> because I never wrote any fiction that was longer than a short story or a poem. <laughs> well, hey, write several of those and put it together in an anthology. There you go. <laughs> yes, I could have. But yep. but 
So it was like a switch. It was from yeah. fiction to, to, I mean, yeah, to nonfiction, but I still, I was, I liked it. It was still challenging. It was still yeah. creative. It included a lot of research, which, you know, I just finished going to university where you do tons of research and papers and things like that. So offering it as a service, but then also incorporating it into my website so I could build traffic and talking to my newsletter subscribers so I could inform give them educational information, but also sell my products. So that kind of writing is there. And then eventually I turned from, you know, offering it as a service one-on-one from each to each client doing their content. I would make these content packages and license them so that people can just buy them right up, right out. So it's more like a product as opposed to a service. So that was very game-changing for me because not having to work one-on-one with clients and their demands and their schedules and just have the people come to me and buy what I have to offer in terms of written content. That was a real blessing for sure. Absolutely. And it sounds like, you know, and correct me if I'm wrong, but the work that you did one-on-one as a service provider probably helped inform what you later turned into a product. Absolutely. Yeah, for sure. And, And, you know, I think that that's a great way where people, if they consult or they do services, it's a great way to start figuring out how you can, yeah, change that into something that can grow your your own. Because I I mean, a service business is your own, but you're still at the mercy of everybody else. (laughs) And you have to trade your hours for dollars. So in a, yeah, totally. Like I learned so much through that experience. So you're talking about creating content and then selling it for commercial use to other people. And for the record, I am a customer. So Alice is somebody whose work I've actually purchased and used, and it has you know been a game changer for me in that I don't have to reinvent the wheel. I can just take what Alice has created and then put my own spin on it. And mm-hmm. what that's what that product is called is private label rights or PLR. So if you've seen that on my blog or if you see that on Alice's website, that's what that all stands for. Um, could you tell me, talk to me a little bit more about how one uses PLR and kind of what you create to fulfill that market or serve that market? Yeah. Um, and it kind of started out with, uh, you know, lots of articles and because also the, the internet back in those days was not so visual. You know, if you put yeah. an audio or, or even a photo, sometimes you had to make it really small because you didn't <laughs> want your site to take 12 years to load. Yeah. Um, so it started out with articles and reports and things like that. And we still do that, but we also do lots of printable type content like journals, planners, worksheets, checklists, all kinds of different things, graphics, um, anything that could be turned into a product or used to promote, you know, for, you know, to, to drive traffic and, and promote your own business, maybe grow your list, uh, fill up your social media, all kinds of stuff like that. There is, I mean, there's endless possibilities with it. It just, you know, you pick a topic and that it fits in with what you're doing and incorporate it. And I think those in the three keys are to, you know, to build your audience, and and have your products for sale and and those you know plr so plr helps serve that um and a lot of people who are my customers they use it out of the box they don't make any changes it sounds like you said you put your own spin on it and that's easy to do because you know for me if i'm doing like a big course on a certain topic 
-hmm. I can go and purchase a bunch of articles or a report and incorporate it into, into that course. So instead of like me coming up with, you know, a checklist of 25 things someone has to do to do whatever it is I want to teach them, why not use that existing content and put it in there instead of, you know, researching or writing out that list myself, it always, you know, I can just use that. And it's, and and the thing about private label rights content is that it's usually quite inexpensive. Um, If you hire a writer, obviously you're going to pay a lot, but because a lo- more than one person purchases the private label rights content license, you get it at a really super inexpensive and affordable price. That means you can build up a library of this stuff that you can draw on at any time. Yeah, absolutely. And and this works because, you know, let's say that I buy one of your PLR packs and then somebody else buys it too. There, There's very little chance that whoever is in that person's community is also going to be in my community. And yeah. even if that's the case, when I change it and put my spin on it and put my experience with it, that makes it valuable because of what I've added to it. And then what the other person has added to it, that makes it valuable in a different way for whoever they're trying to serve. Yeah. And I think, you know, people have always been worried about that. And back in the day, it was really probably unlikely that anyone see it, but now like, what is the internet? <laughs> it is content that we see the same thing yes. over and yes. over again. Yes. And that's usually really thin, like, you know, very, you know, uh, throwaway content. But for if yeah. you're using substantial stuff that's going to help someone and going to come in handy. So what if maybe they've seen kind of the same thing somewhere else? Um, and it's also important how we resonate with people. So whether, yes. you know, if you're presenting a certain topic, someone else could be using it, but if they don't, you don't, they, you don't resonate with that. They don't resonate with your audience as well. They'll come to you and they'd rather, they'd rather hear the exact same thing from you <laughs> than exactly. someone else. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. It, it's crazy sometimes how um, somebody will come to me, especially, you know, in my um, web design and hosting area um, and they'll have questions and they'll say you know something about you know what they've heard and I'll tell them you know this is what they need to do and come to find out it's you know the same thing that somebody else said that but, but they needed to hear it from me because they didn't yeah. necessarily trust that other person yeah or you say so, it in a certain way that yes. finally they're like oh I get it <laughs> yes, which kind of reminds me of being in a, a classroom sometimes, like I'll explain something to the students and, um, you know, some of the kids will be looking at me like, what in the world did you just say? And then their friend next to them will just like rephrase it in a slight way. Mm-hmm. And then they're like, oh, okay, I get it now. And I'm thinking, really? Yeah. <laughs> but it's, it's kind of the same thing. They needed to hear it from a friend. So yeah, whatever works. <laughs> exactly. Um, so a, a question I really, that I have here. You know, there are people in my community who are looking at, you know, changing careers or having something to do on the side and, you know, kind of asking from a financial standpoint, is this worth it? And can I make enough money to make it, you know, can I make enough money to make it worth it? Well, can you? Of course you can. (laughs) 
that's a big, I mean, it's, it's not a big question because in yeah. a way the simple answer is, yeah, of course. Yeah. Um, this, but the, there's always a disclaimer because it depends if you're willing to do the work for it. Yes. And that doesn't mean that it's just, you know, hard work you're putting in. It's right. being smart, right? Yes. And paying attention to what's working, what's not um, and adjusting according to that plan and not necessarily doing whatever, what everything you else, whatever you see everyone else doing, <laughs> yes. Look, you know, having a mentor like Michelle or somebody who kind of knows has more insider information, um, that will guide you to the quickest route possible. Because most of us, when we look at the internet right now, we think that, the you know it's social media everybody's on social media so we must have to be on social media and yes to some degree that's true but if that's where you're putting your focus and that's how you think you're going to build your audience and have customers then that is probably not going to work because you're going to spend way too much time and effort doing other things. What we want to do is bring people to us, to our mailing lists, to our product offers and things like that. And yes, social media can be a vehicle to get you there. But if you're spending so much time trying to grow your following on social media, you're not going to have time to to have that stuff that keeps them stuck to you. Because social media, people are there, but their attention is fleeting. They're not, they're barely paying attention. You need, you need to bring them in closer to you. Absolutely. And so what I'm hearing is that when we're talking about building a community, that doesn't mean building numbers on social media. That means, like you said, bringing people to your website, bringing people to your offers, bringing people to your mailing list. Mm Mm-hmm. So once you, when you do that, let's say you put in the hard work, let's say you build that community who um, is engaged with your list, they open up your emails, they click your links, they, they buy the stuff that you offer. What's, what are the possibilities in terms of income? Or maybe I'll just come right out and ask, so how much have you been able to earn? <laughs> well, I mean, it's, over 20 years, this has yeah. been millions of dollars that wow. I've sold and I in in the revenue as well. Oh, well, obviously revenue is sold. <laughs> I'm not an accountant or a mathematician. I was into English and history, remember? Yes, people. yes. <laughs> and which should give you some hope as well, because I'm not no no business training, no not good with the numbers part of things, but I'm good with people with good with the writing and understanding how people work and getting them to want to buy stuff. But I mean, you're going to see everywhere, I would say that I'm, you know, I am doing very well. And Mm -hmm. I would say that I'm probably, you know, in terms of what's possible, I would say kind of above average, but not you know, there's other people, obviously you can see it everywhere you go. There's multi-million dollar business people making millions of dollars each year. There's other people making $20,000 a year and that's good enough for for them, right? Like yeah, there absolutely. is, it's such a big range, um, but you have to also be willing to do do the 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 things you need to do maybe make some sacrifices learn some things hire certain people to help you um for me i'm above average and not and not (laughs) like not a like a overachiever because i 
don't want to work that hard. I don't want to build that big because then it's much more stuff to manage, right? Right. So working for yourself, it enables you to to build what you want to build, to build the lifestyle that you want to build, build the business that you want. Yeah, that's always been important. It's enmeshed with lifestyle for me, for sure. That, you know, like I'm, I'm doing this with you and I will do interviews and stuff like that. But generally, like I won't, I'm very protective of my time and I don't like to have to be yes. anywhere at a certain <laughs> time. So this is okay. Cause you're organizing it all. All I have to do is show up and talk, but I don't like to do like coaching and like right. one-on-one stuff and having to take calls and things like that. But that's my choice. Other people yes. love it and that's totally good to do. But I think understanding kind of how that you want, what you want from that too, and how you want your life to look is very, very uh, related to how your business looks. So at that point, it sounds like we kind of need to have some backwards design involved and teachers will totally get that phrase. But um, start with what your goals are. What do you want your business or your life to look like? And, you know, Mm -hmm. if you're one of those outgoing extrovert people and you're thinking, wow, I would love to meet with, you know, all these people and talk to them on a daily basis, then, you know, figure out what you need to do to build that you know, in mm-hmm. terms of, you know, getting to know people and um, how you need to build your business and understanding how to get people on board with you. Uh, but if you are more of an introverted person like myself, <laughs> and you would rather be more protective of your time and you, you know, I, I like doing interviews like this and stuff, but I don't want to do this all day long, then, mm-hmm. you know, s- set that up. It's kind of on a sliding scale, figure out what you want to do and then set that mm-hmm. up and make that happen. I- so you made an interesting point though, too, like, because I tend to be the more introverted type mm-hmm. as well, <laughs> but that doesn't mean you're not talking to people. It just right. means that you're still protective of your time. You're still building a network. You got to get to know people. That's totally key in, in, yes. you know, growing and sustaining an online business is you want a network of people that you can bounce ideas off of, that you can promote each other. You can come up with projects together. You can build a team of people who work for you. These are all through your contacts. So they are important to have, but that can be done, you know, once in a while and in-person events. Um, but I know people who have done it without attending any in-person <laughs> events. Um, and, you know, just you, I, that's actually my favorite way to use social media is really just connect with other online business owners, not right. worry so much about, you know, getting my target audience viewing and liking and engaging in my contact content, just managing all those, those ben- mutually beneficial relationships that I have. And speaking of mutually beneficial relationships, that's one of the things, that's actually one of the ways I built my first business, which was web design and hosting, is I partnered with other web designers whose style was more in line with what the the mom business owners wanted at the time. Mm-hmm. And so I partnered with them and they would be contacted by, you know, the small business owner who would say, I love your design. Where should I host my website? And they would say, Go to Michelle and I'll build your website. And and so building relationships like that. um, And then, you know, that designer, I would, you know, actually, let me back up a little bit. The the business owner would pay me, let's say, $10 a month. I would send $1 to the web designer for recommending them per month. And, And then the designer, you know, had the fee from 
actually creating the website. And so mm -hmm. they were taken care of. I was taken care of um, financially. And it worked beautifully because it was, mm -hmm. we were, I think the word the, um, is coopetition. Yeah. It's a great word. <laughs> and, and I think, that, yeah, I don't think of yeah. like people who are selling similar products to me, they're not my competition. They're potentially my partners, yes. right? We can't serve. We also, you can't serve all our customers needs either. So right. absolutely. Cause you know, there are certain niches that you cover um, and certain products that you offer that maybe somebody else doesn't. And so you recommend them to us. And then we go buy from your link and then you make some money, even though you didn't have mm -hmm. to create that. And somebody else is taking care of me in that particular context. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Internet is fabulous. Yes. Yes, it is. And, <laughs> and, and being able to just make these relationships with people who get this and who are like, yeah, sure. I'll work with you on that project and we'll put this together and you know, here's my, here's where you sign up for my affiliate program and I'll sign up for yours. And together we will just take care of the people in our communities. And, mm -hmm. and so everybody's taking care of it. It's like we're raising all of the boats instead of, you know, just pulling stuff to ourselves. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So that's what, harder to do when you have a brick and mortar <laughs> business, you know, you're, yes. and yeah, <laughs> the people <laughs> across from street from you are your competition for sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and, and and I just I just love being able to work with people, and I think that as educators, we can you know either in terms of e-commerce or in the education space, if we work together, then our communities benefit. Mm -hmm. So, what would you say is the most important takeaway for our listeners? Okay. <laughs> what is the most, I think the most important is, which I think actually maybe we didn't talk about, but this is a good addition to everything because we're, yes. I was talking about how, you know, you need to pay attention to what works, not just do what you see other people doing. Mm -hmm. And I think one thing, you know, from knowing teachers and people who tend to be kind of nurturing and caring um, is you still also have to be very real about who your target audience is and yes. that they have money to spend and that they do spend it readily on something that you want to offer. That right. doesn't mean you can also help people in the process who maybe don't have money. Like for me, I have customers who come and get all the free stuff. I off, they're not, well, I, I call them customers, but I still think of them <laughs> as customers because yeah. they benefit me in another way. They often talk about me and stuff like that. But you have to have that, that product or business idea or whatever you're teaching, it has to be something people are willing to pay for. And you have to really be able to show them why they should pay for it, like yeah. why they should pay for it with you. Um, and those are the skills to be learning rather than trying to figure out how to game so <laughs> like Facebook and stuff like that, figure out people and yeah. how they're you're, they're going to part with their money, I guess. <laughs> but in exchange, the, the goal the is value. to help them, right? Yes, yeah. yes. So you know, you figure out what um, people need, and you solve that problem for them, and you know, create that solution, and then you know, I've talked about this before. Automate that, outsource what you can, mm -hmm. and then you have something that will work for you instead of you, you know, working for it. 80 hours yeah. a week or yeah. whatever 
And so that way you can like go on trips and <laughs> do whatever exactly. fun thing that you enjoy doing. Yeah, exactly. And I think that's the lovely thing is that we're yeah. helping people, we're helping ourselves yes. and it has to be in that balance or yeah, it, it, it's, it's not worth it. So true. Well, you know what? I really appreciate you taking the time to be a guest on my show. And so, yeah, thank you so, so much. All right. Thank you. If you're a solopreneur who wants to start a podcast, but get stuck with the technical how-tos, now is your time to get unstuck. Quick Start Podcasting Live is a three-day group coaching program where you'll get step-by-step -step instructions for getting your podcast set up. You'll also learn how to record yourself and some basic editing hacks so you can sound like a professional, even if you have butterflies inside. Day three is all about setting up your production process, so recording and editing becomes a seamless part of your weekly schedule. The next session of Quick Start Podcasting Live begins on Monday, October 17th, 2022. But if you miss that date, a self-study course with recordings will be available in early November. Visit RethinkYourLifestyle.com forward slash Quick Start Podcasting Live to reserve your seat. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Rethink Your Lifestyle podcast, where you learn how to be your own boss. Have questions about starting, growing, or scaling your business? You can ask us anything. Just fill out the form at www.rethinkyourlifestyle.com slash askmeanything, and Michelle will answer your burning entrepreneurial questions in an upcoming episode. Also, don't forget to subscribe, rate, and leave a review wherever you listen to your podcasts. We'll catch you next time.